we have the pleasure this morning to be connected uh, with uh, Greece, uh, with Athens, uh, Greece, and uh, we have on the phone the founder of uh, Wise Greece. The company is called the WiseGreece.com. Melina Tapranji. Melina, uh, thank you very much uh, for your time and talking to our audience uh, here in Boston. Hello, thank you for the invitation. Good evening from Athens. Thank you uh, for hosting. Uh, uh, first of all, I love the name, uh, Wise uh, Greece. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic name. I can't believe you found the URL, but uh, go, good for you. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us, what is uh, Wise uh, Greece? The funny thing is that uh, we've been trying. It's a joke that we keep on using, but we've been trying for the past seven years to prove that Greece is still wise because. We invented the concept of wisdom in a way, but, you know, after all the big things uh, and the Greek crisis, uh, we've been trying to prove that Greece is actually wise today. So, Wise Greece is a social enterprise with a double mission. On the one hand, we support the small family-owned businesses and the Greek food producers to support, to to promote their products and, and grow and export their products, while at the same time, we provide food supplies to orphanages, to soup kitchens, and to the 3 million Greeks living below the poverty line here in our country. So as you can understand, we have a double mission. We promote the exceptional work that the small family-owned businesses do, the backbone of the Greek economy, in other words, while at the same time we manage to provide high-quality food supplies to people in need. And just where the rubber meets the road, uh, you work with uh, uh, agricultural products, you work with uh, producers. Uh, tell us uh, if you can give us uh, the day-to-day work uh, you get on the phone, who do you talk to, how do you try to make the connections? Right now we work with 100 food producers with more than 2,500 products. We export in eight countries, and we are in a way in the middle between the producers on the one hand, um, the stores on the other hand, and uh, the distributors or the importers, and the foundations. So we are right in the middle, and we try to collaborate with everyone and create a win-win situation for everyone. Good. And the the obvious question people are going to ask, are you doing this for profit, or this is a... Uh, a foundation or a non-profit? Wise Greece is a non-profit organization, but we do, uh, of course, we do have some expenses and we cover those daily expenses like the wages or the rent, like any other regular business. Mm-hmm. But what we do, even though we are a non-profit, we work as a social enterprise, which means that we create profit for the Greek economy. We create value for the small food entrepreneurs of our country, but at the same time, we uh, have a, a maximum social impact. We turn our profit into food supplies for people in need. I, I am sure that now that uh, you are working with so many food distributors and, and you, as you said, you're exporting in eight different countries, I'm assuming you export to the U.S. as well, right? Yes. Yes, yes. so... Uh, I, I think that right now the, the you know the machine is humming and you know you just it you know you have your day-to-day problems but at least you know uh, the the train has left the station. I I just want to find out first of all how the idea started and and when you were 
uh, in your office by yourself probably, uh, how were the first conversations you had with people? Did people say you're crazy and, and how did you overcome all this? Well, that's a great question. Uh, actually, there is a really funny story um, behind White Grease. So back in 2013, when um, it all started, as you remember, we were in the middle of the worst financial crisis in Greece, right? And uh, I visited the social grocery that we have here. It's like a soup kitchen, but at the same time, people go there to get some food supplies or, or clothes. So I went there to just give a few clothes that I didn't need, and uh, I saw that the people there had only razors to give to their beneficiaries. And as you can understand, this was really shocking for me. I said, we are in the middle of this crisis. Uh, people need food supplies. Uh, we are talking about um, people living in a European country, and they need to have you know, basic food supplies for, for their everyday meals, and all you have to give is razors. And they said, yes, this is the only donation that we have, so that's the only thing that we can provide to those people. So uh, I started thinking that, you know, there must be an alternative way. There must be another way of doing uh, well by doing good and, and vice versa. So uh, this is why I wanted to create this sustainable business model, which gives back to the economy and gives back to the community at the same time. And as you said, uh, and I couldn't agree more with you, at the beginning, everybody thought I was crazy, even the producers. I mean, it took me, I think, nine months to convince even one producer to support Wild Greece and actually understand what I'm about to do. So, uh, yes, at the beginning, everybody so, thinks you're crazy. So the, that's, the, that's the beauty the, of it. <laughs> that's the beauty. But the, the question is, you know, what was your inner drive? I mean, nine months going an uphill battle to create a, a business which is non-profit, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can have a salary for yourself, but this is not, you're not doing a, you know, a startup that will go public. And uh, uh, so what was the inner drive and the perseverance that kept you uh, kept you going? You know, you become a social entrepreneur just because you find the social problem that speaks to your heart. So what you do is that you identify a social problem and you create a sustainable business plan around it. So as a social entrepreneur, you know that you might be out of business if the social problem is solved, right? So if, uh, let's say, people have food supplies and uh, small food entrepreneurs don't really need our help, then Wisecourt won't be needed, and it's fine. Uh, we are okay with that, you know? So the idea is that most of the times when there's a social problem that speaks to your heart, then you find... Um, let's say, the, the will and the power to uh, build this um, business plan around this social problem. And I think that's what kept me motivated at the end of the day. Now, your, your efforts were uh, rewarded. Uh, you, you got a very prestigious uh, award from uh, United Nations and the World Bank. Uh, just te tell us, uh, did you expect that when you got the phone call? Uh, was something, you know, you fell off your chair? 
Yeah, pretty much. That, that's the story. So a few months ago, um, at the end of 2020, after this very difficult year, um, uh, I got this email uh, and I found out that I was selected by the United Nations and the World Bank uh, for the award SDGs and HER for the work that Wild Greece does. Um, and for, for our contribution to the implementation of the Sustainable Development Goals, the, the well-known uh, Agenda 2030 of the United Nations. And I have to say that uh, it, it, it was a huge honor for me and for Wise Greece because um, we were selected. There, there were only seven initiatives selected for this award from all over the world. And White Grid was the only one to get this award from all the countries of Europe and Central Asia. So um, that gives wow. us, you know, a, a huge, huge, um, it, it's a huge honor for us. Yeah, did you think it was a spam email? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the beginning, yes. But uh, to be honest, uh, since they started, you know, asking for, uh, you know, papers and legal uh, papers and uh, other uh, reports and social impact reports that they wanted, so I, I, I assumed that they knew what they were talking about. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was true. <laughs> uh, how many people uh, work with you? How how big is your team right now? So we are a team of nine people, and even though our impact is uh, very big in Greece, uh, we keep our team very small and flexible. And uh, we believe in small teams, uh, but we also have a lot of volunteers who support us, you know, in specific projects or food donations or uh, anything that might come up. And that uh, our audience uh, is in Boston. Obviously, we have the you know internet is all over the uh, United States. But uh, talk to our audience in Boston. What are some of the collaborations that you would like uh, people to uh, listen and and maybe contact you? Uh, what are the people you are looking uh, from uh, to work with in uh, in the United States? What types of uh, uh, industries, what type of uh, businesses uh, you're looking to do, and and what's the relationship? Uh, is there a fee? Do they have to pay something? Do you know what's the relationship? Okay, so first of all, uh, we are very much interested in the food industry, obviously, and uh, we work with um, companies who import our products or uh, with distributors or even uh, directly with uh, local stores. Uh, so this is the first step. Um, of course, we want consumers as well. So what we keep on saying, and this is our motto, that uh, whenever you see a product with our blue, white, green sticker on, this means that you eat and people in need eat too. Uh, we also uh, want the support of individuals in terms of uh, spreading the word about white grease, supporting our, our uh, efforts, um, maybe, you know, uh, sharing ideas and contacts. So it's a really vibrant uh, organization and we are, as we say, in a listening mode. And we always want, you know, you know, new collaborators and new supporters and new ideas uh, in order to maximize our social impact. 
this is uh, this is fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, people in the food industry uh, listening to this, so hopefully, uh, you guys can get uh, connected. Uh, one the, the last question I would like to to ask you is, uh, uh, what advice would you would you give to yourself uh, if uh, you were to start uh, again? That's a great question and a very difficult one. Um, because, first of all, even though we've been through this, uh, you know, huge uh, financial and social crisis in, in Greece and now the pandemic and so on and so forth, I think that I would do it all over again, even though it was a really hard uh, journey so far. I think the only advice that I would give to myself is uh, don't don't worry so much. I mean, things are going to get better. Uh, even though everybody might think that you are crazy or that you you don't you know you you don't believe in yourself or you do and um, this crazy idea might work and uh, this tiny social uh, business uh, from Greece might one day get an award from the United Nations. So I think I would just you know say to myself stop worrying so much. Uh, Μελίνα, να πούμε και δύο κουβέντες στα ελληνικά. Uh, θα ήθελα να πεις και στα ελληνικά για τους uh, ανθρώπους, για τις εταιρείες που ψάχνεις να συνεργαστείς εδώ στις Ηνωμένες Πολιτείες. Ναι, φυσικά. Ε, θα είναι μεγάλη μας χαρά. Οποιοςδήποτε ε, δουλεύει στο food industry στην Αμερική και έχει καταστήματα ή ε, εταιρείε που κάνει διανομή τροφίμων ή οτιδήποτε άλλο σχετικά με τον τομέα της διατροφής, εστιατόρια κτλ. Θα είναι μεγάλη μας χαρά να συνεργαστεί με τη Wild Green, να υποστηρίξει τα προϊόντα μας. Έχουμε 2.500 προϊόντα από 100 παραγωγούς από όλη την Ελλάδα και κάθε μήνα μπαίνει και ένας καινούριο παραγωγός. Οπότε είναι μια ε, προσπάθεια για να αναδείξουμε όλα αυτά τα καλά που βγάζει αυτή η ευλογημένη χώρα, αλλά και να βοηθήσουμε ανθρώπους με βασικά είδη τροφίμων πίσω στην Ελλάδα. Μελίνα, thank you very much for your work, what you are doing. You are, as you said, a social entrepreneur and you know you're helping people put food on the table and you're also helping producers and consumers and everybody. So. Uh, from the bottom of uh, my heart, uh, we thank you for your uh, perseverance. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you for hosting me today. And I'm sending my best wishes from Greece. Thank you. <laughs>